the second we stop learning and trying new things, that's when we die. You know, too many of us are just dying of boredom, dying of routine and doing the same thing. So yeah, that's like definitely my jam is trying. Welcome everybody. This is the Write Songs You Love podcast. I'm Michael Averill, and I am thrilled to be bringing you my first guest on this podcast that's all about the heart of songwriting. What are those special magic ingredients and moments that lead to impactful songs and important songs and and sharing music that has a message. And today we got Jody B, who is based in Kelowna, British Columbia, Canada. And we got into some really fun stuff about being an artist, being a producer, where influence comes from, and how to just be yourself in your songs and what that means. So without explaining too much, let's just dig into it. So here we go. Welcome, everyone. And thanks uh, so much to my guest, actually, Jody, Jody B. Uh, you're the first official guest that I actually have on this podcast. Wow, that's so exciting. Nice. Thank you. What an honor. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm really thrilled to have you here and, and appreciate your spending your time here and looking forward to the conversation. And just wanted to say it's actually really unique, too, for the fact of what COVID has brought about <laughs> communicating with people all over the place, like all over the world that are, we're actually in the same city. <laughs> mm-hmm. And this is actually it's, it's been a while since I, I just moved back to Kelowna with my wife recently and and so it's neat to actually be on the same land and and just be able to just be hey like I can actually well we came to visit you that not too long ago which was pretty cool and it's just exciting to reconnect and connect in general with people and uh, but also just wanted to acknowledge like in, in that spirit too that we're both on the unceded land of the Silic uh, Nation Okanagan Nation and it's just such an honor to be here to be able to have this conversation and yeah 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 hundred percent it's yeah. Yeah, it's nice to be able to get in person again, you know, and uh, it's kind of crazy that yeah, now because of that COVID push, this is just how everybody communicates now. Well, not everybody, but a lot makes communication a lot easier. Most people prefer to do their meetings and Zoom and stuff like that. It's kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's fascinating just how much it's changed. And so so I'll just give a bit of context of of how our paths initially have, have come together because like the name of this podcast and came from a, a songwriting workshop that I started in September of last year called Write Songs You Love. And and if someone who found their way into it is, a, is an artist by the name of Ostella, uh, Liz Pomeroy, who, who not too long ago, actually when I was here in February, just visiting from Vancouver, she happened to be visiting you and, and she called me up and she's just like, hey, we happen to be, we're in Kelowna right now as well. And you should come check out this uh, Frequency Winery and everything about that. So yeah, that was just so awesome to come and see what you do and just see you in, in your element here and just discover. I'm like, wow, this is just such a cool place <laughs> that Kelowna has and awesome to hear that you've been running the ship because I've been hearing about it indirectly through other musicians over the last couple of years. So it was a nice surprise to be like, ah, this is the thing. This is it. (laughs) (laughs) So I've been super curious just to hear more of the story because just going and visiting the winery just left me with so many questions. So I, yeah, but just a little bit about yourself. Like I know just for, as far as your music, like you're coming at things in a variety of angles of of being an artist yourself and having been someone who's been a busker and someone who's, I love, I saw that you'd grown up in Newfoundland. 
And had yeah, I spent a lot of time. Yeah. There's lots of, that tells me a lot. Like I know just from in general, like that experience is so good for anybody. <laughs> um, but also that, you know, you perform in like everything from electro soul, hip hop to, you know, stuff with your sister, with your family. Like, I know it's cool to hear that you performed with your family uh, as well as produce other artists and collaborate like crazy. So just curious to hear a bit about for yourself, like for yourself, like for you to share what, how music has kind of come, come about for you. And something I just saw on your Facebook page, like the messages that you tend to share are really centered around authenticity and equanimity and, and perseverance and like, why like why what's the why behind that for you well i think now more than ever we're in this uh this like you know this fake world in a way uh, social media has such a dominating presence in our life and everything that we do is kind of the way that our society has been built it's like um you know a a, a, a economy of status more or less and um i think it's just really important to push the real side of things, you know, I think it's really important to talk about the real shit that happens and the real stuff that goes on to make people um, not feel as isolated when they're comparing themselves to uh, what they see on social media. And, you know, these devices were designed to be essentially like slot machines. So it's like a slot machine of the constant scroll of, of, um, you know, uh, either trying to prove yourself in some way or market yourself in some way or get yourself more into people's eyes. And that's great. It works for a lot of businesses because that's, you know, what marketing is. But it's just one we're doing that. We need to make sure that we're um, promoting kindness and um, realism and uh, the equanimity side of things and the perseverance side of things came um, from the original route came from a meditation retreat that I did was uh, called Vipassana. It's a 10 day silent meditation retreat. And this word kept coming up that was uh, equanimous and to try and remain a state of equanimity. And basically what this, I mean, many people get many different things out of the course, but to me, um, the way I had interpreted it and was that the course basically taught you at a root level how to um, just not react, uh, to just watch things kind of come up and observe. Um, and you're basically doing that for 10 days and to not try and react to it. So it really tries to target it at a root level. And then years later, it plays out into your life when, you know, you want to get angry at something or you want to kind of uh, react to things and it makes you just stop and analyze for a minute. And so I think that's a super important message that, uh, many of us, um, are unfamiliar with us, unfamiliar with it. Uh, there's definitely more of a rising. I feel now where people are more aware of themselves and beginning to become more aware of others and their spaces. And yeah, I just think it's a really important message to kind of promote awareness at all levels and, um, kindness and perseverance. And I'm just a big believer that uh, if, if we're not doing something that we love, then, we, you know, we're just simply existing. So that's kind of where, you know, perseverance really comes into. I think it's really important to find out what you love, explore many different options, try different things. And when you find something that you really love to do, to, to just pursue it full heartedly and 
Um, yeah, yeah, it's kind of uh, that. <laughs> and I guess my, so that's kind of like my why, you know, that's my message. That's my why. That's why I'm doing this. How I became to do it. I, yeah, I grew up street performing with my dad and sister, which was kind of unique, a very unique childhood since we spent most weekends uh, downtown performing. And I remember having naps in the guitar case because I was <laughs> so small as a comfortable place to sleep. And the money that we would make from busking, it was always change at that time, right? So much change. If I could hold the jar out with sorry, if I couldn't hold the jar out straight with an arm, then it was a good day, which is funny. And uh, the money that we made from busking, uh, my father purchased instruments and lessons. Um, and many of those instruments I still use in my set today. And so, yeah, that was kind of uh, how I started out in that way. And we, we played in um we played in a family band that did corporate weddings and gigs and stuff like that. And so that's where I really learned how to do um, front of house sound because we would bring our own PA and we would set up our own lights and our stage and we'd play, you know, a full night. So we'd play like th three or four hours and then it'd be, you know, an hour or two of setup on either end. And, you know, at 14, 15, you know, we leave school and tour and then do all this stuff. So it was really, again, unique childhood, worked most of my life doing that. And then um, I stopped playing music for a few years uh, after, because when it got, when it was that much of your life, it's all, you know, I just wanted to pull away from it. Right. Cause I was like this, I can't now. <laughs> and uh, I stopped for a few years and then I thought, oh, okay, this is actually a really big part of who I am. I can't let it go. Cause you know, then something inside me is not, not clicking. Um, so I just, yeah, I, I actually just posted on my, my page, my Instagram and stuff the other day, a little bit of this story, but I, I didn't really know where to start because I didn't, ha I hadn't written any of my own songs and I was probably like 19 or 20 at this time. I hadn't written any of my own songs, um, but I knew I wanted to play. So I just took my guitar and went to a open mic every single night of the week uh, in Calgary. And I would just play covers and then, you know, found a looping pedal, uh, started messing around with that because I had all the instruments. And then I really enjoyed it. I really liked layering um, music and different melodies and rhythms and, um, and and piecing it all together. And then I really liked producing and how, I, how, how everything sits and sounds in the mix and balances. And I definitely listened to uh, rhythm and melody before lyrics. And so the loop stuff was, uh, it was just, I don't know, kind of natural to me. And it just sort of progressed from there. Very cool. I find that a really interesting uh, angle of like how listening, hearing how songwriters kind of enter their songs. And, and there's definitely the the path of the melodies and the, and the sounds and the vibes and everything's just coming and you kind of just find your way into it versus like, okay, here's a story. Here's a story that's just like, oh, there's something there. And I just, I don't know what it's going to be, but here's, I know what I want to say. And then the music somehow comes with it and is informed by that. And it's neat to hear, like I'm, I typically tend to be in this side of it, of like the story side of it. Whereas I've had some experiences this year where I've had just by default been put into the opposite side. And it's it's so interesting to see when you just shake it up that way. 
but that there is no one way, you know, and it's just, I think just the path that everyone has into their own songs is a, is a magical thing. And, and there isn't really a formula for, so it's always great to hear like how everyone does it. And like with the looping side of things, how do you find, well, I should say when, when you're performing and sharing your, your craft is, is this stuff that you've rehearsed and thought about, or do you improvise and do that in the moment with what's going on? I'd say about over, I'd say about six, maybe 70% of my shows, I'll improvise something. Depending on the level of kind of show and the crowd and how much I'm getting paid, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll definitely try to improvise some stuff just a little bit, just even like, or even just try something new, um, something that I totally haven't done before that I just, kind of started um I think the best kind of practice is live practice so I think anytime that you're kind of just trying something out or you're not sure or you just want to feel something out um I think it's good to do that and I think because of my upbringing with you know street performing and busking it's also where I feel most in the element uh, when I'm just kind of free flowing through something um and not really sure where the end will be I think it's really fun and it's uh it's not often I guess that I see that done also so but I yeah like I said I don't do it all the time but when I feel uh when I feel really comfortable <laughs> well, yeah yeah well I think that's a principle just in general with with writing something that feels authentic or genuine to you is this place of needing to be comfy to even arrive there you know like because there's layers. Oftentimes, we're not all that stuff isn't just sitting up top. We kind of got to sink into it, and then deal with whatever's in the way potentially of sharing that, you know, or what that feels like. So I'm I'm curious, like, with for yourself, is there, or at any time, maybe, but or maybe so on, like on earlier when you first started to kind of connect with the songs, is there a song of yours that was like, when you wrote it, you're like, whoa, this one is really, really me in a in a unique way that just kind of stuck stuck out or was that could have been the first song yeah so I actually because I played music my whole life um I always got really jealous of my sister growing up because she had written a bunch of songs and I was like man I like I play all these instruments I play music but I just can't write a song and it was a almost like yeah until my early 20s where I like wrote my first song and then unfortunately it was actually when my best friend here passed away and then she visited me in a couple dreams and then uh, one morning I woke up and I wrote this song and that was kind of like one of the first real songs that I actually had written and um, then I played a few more kind of folk style songs and I love folk music but I was attending a lot of electronic music festivals at the time and I just kind of thought, oh, I like this music, but I want to play at these festivals. I want to be on these big stages. And I just didn't see that happening with kind of the style of music I was playing at the time. And so I was really determined. I was like, I want to I want to make music that I would listen to, because for a while I was making music I wouldn't listen to. And also I was stubborn and wanted to mix my own music so that took a little a little longer probably than it could have but it's my own journey and I wouldn't trade it for anything else but um yeah so when I started uh kind of exploring that avenue a bit further looking into a little bit more electronic music production 
And when I got comfortable with producing in Ableton and I could use it more as an instrument and I got more well-versed in recording myself, um, then I could incorporate a little bit more of my rooted sound, which is lots of blues and lots of hip hop. Um, yeah, I grew up on like, yeah, lots of blues music on this arm. You can see a blues guy from Ink by Sega. Uh, so lots of blues and then, yeah, lots of early like 90s hip hop. Um, and then when I kind of started incorporating that with, again, the background of electronic music festivals and stuff, that's when I kind of really felt like I found my, my sound a little bit more. Um, but I love so much music. I love drum and bass and I love soca and I love reggae and I love, I love it all. I really do. So I'm always trying to incorporate different elements of genres and pieces into something and kind of create like new sounds and stuff like that. So it's, it's only been recently where I feel a, a little bit more comfortable with describing my sound and my genre to people because for a long time I just had no idea what it was like <laughs> yeah well that's a huge a huge point of anxiety when someone says often oh, what, what kind of music do you do and often it's like ah everything yeah. I love it all uh and I can relate to that I've always enjoyed so many different styles and different things about them but then you kind of if I don't know if it just if you ever go into any of the marketing routes or finding help that way, people are always like, what's your one thing? Like pick a lane. Uh, if we don't know what that is, it's hard to explain. So like when you tell someone you do everything, it really gives them nothing to grab onto. But, you know, I was having some conversations with uh, a couple of songwriters the other night. We were talking about this, too. And it's like. Yeah, that you you find that you know like that's something that doesn't just show up and you 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 come at it from trying a lot of stuff and just like seeing what works and it's not static it doesn't just like end in the space and it's this like mobile thing so as we, were, we were kind of talking about it and say it's more like a highway you know like you instead of a lane you get a three-lane highway <laughs> yeah totally want <laughs> to have you know but like really it's nice when you can know like you say this one i'm really inspired by but this is where I want to go. Like you said, I want to be in these stages and I want to have this kind of place to be, which means not this music, but there's influence of this music, you know, on the middle lane. So maybe like that's the thing that kind of dabbles out and you can change lanes from time to time to refresh or just shake it up and, and be influenced in different way. And some of those lanes, you know, like on a highway, they kind of disappear and then they come back. You have the passing lane that shows up every once in a while, which is <laughs> a random tangent, but it's, it's the thing that I think is just nice to have a trust that that's okay, you know, and like you, you'll find the stuff and just by experimenting, you, you end up in the place where it's a fusion of all the great things. And that's just the evolution of life and music in general. But that's awesome to hear that you just like, yeah. And you can tell like when you say it, you're like, this feels, it feels good when you say it, cause it just feels like it's been a journey to find it for you, you know? So yeah. Congrats on that. That's, it's a good feeling to know where, you know what you can just like, crush and have your voice come through in an uninhibited way yeah thank you yeah that definitely has been a journey and I know that it's far from over you know I plan to do this till I die so I'm sure it'll it'll keep evolving but yeah it's it's fun to finally feel um like I have a couple affinity artists now or something <laughs> awesome well on that topic and this is a one thing I wanted to bring 
bring you on. And there's a couple of people I'm gonna I wanted to discuss this topic with with over the next number of episodes is is this idea of writing and how how you sink into stuff and say like it's not I guess trying to reach everybody is a really difficult thing. You know, it's like it's like trying to make everybody happy. It's kind of impossible <laughs> for for anything in life. So like no matter what we do, there's going to be people that love it and people that don't or disagree. And I it's interesting to think about music, especially when it comes to is this going to be wide reaching enough or we can get caught up in like are is there going to be a broad enough group that are going to be into this kind of thing that allow me to play the festivals, allow me to do whatever, allow me to whatever carries on from there. But uh, someone gave me this phrase or just a quote just through another workshop that I was in a couple of years ago that just still sticks with me. And it's just such a neat phrase of like the difference of writing everything for someone versus something for everybody. So I'm curious if like, when you when you, when you hear that, when if, if you've had an opportunity or an experience, whether it be for yourself or for somebody else, like where you really kind of sank into writing really something special for someone or really specific to your situation for yourself, that that had an interesting result of going there. Yeah. Um, so I've, yeah, I've, writing is, uh, a very free flowing thing for me. I feel like sometimes when I write, I'll actually kind of black out at a point or something on the songs that I really like anyways, the songs that I'm, uh, you know, I'm deep in thought or I'm connected something to something higher on a spiritual level, I'll kind of black out. And then when I end up revisiting the music or, or listening to what I recorded, sometimes I'm like, hmm, like I didn't even remember writing that really but there's many different approaches I'll have like sometimes lately anyways like I mentioned earlier I think it's really important that we spread the message of equanimity and kindness and perseverance so I'm really trying well I'm actually not even really trying but just naturally what's coming out of me is that message whereas you know five ten years ago it was a lot of like heartbreak and bullshit relationships and stuff like that so writing to me has always just been a form of release it's just whatever is in me that needs to come out um and it just has to at that moment so and um, you know it's it's hard for me sometimes to write about something that's really great in my life like everything super peachy keen like let's write about something beautiful and happy because I don't feel like I'm harnessing it and that I need to let it go whereas if like I lose a loved one or you know there's a close death or there's just a lot of pain and sadness in the world that that I can't help but you know need to feel like I need to get it out and released so it's I, I wish a lot of my songs were happier but <laughs> a lot of them are kind of have a, a message of just something I needed to get off my chest personally. And I, I always try to um, remember that when I'm playing music, that this is, I'm just, I'm just trying to do me. I'm just trying to be me. I'm just trying to let out 
what's in my head and, and maybe, you know, for me to let it out and maybe it'll help somebody else along the way. Cause I know for me growing up, I found a lot of strength in, in lyrics of other artists of their personal issues, their personal problems. But of course we're all human. We all experience a lot of the same things and a lot of the same problems like heartbreak and loss and stuff like that. So when those, uh, when that vulnerability is shown in some lyrics that are easily digested, you know, we really connect that with that. And that's, that's just human nature is to want to connect with each other on that level. So yeah, when I write, I don't intentionally think about uh, whether this is for a certain group of people or if many people will like it or if nobody will like it. I really just try to do it if 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 it makes me if it makes me happy and if it if I can look back at it and listen to it, um, you know, it takes me back into a point in my life and it's more or less just like an open diary of mine. Um, however, Saying all that, I do recognize different areas of my musicianship where I'd like to um, become better at and excel at. One of them, you know, being my vocals and my writing. I've had the opportunity to sit in a couple writing sessions, but not very many, um, you know, at most with like three or four artists at a time, one of them with Liz. Uh, and we're, you know, we're given a, a concept and we're given a time frame, and like it's like I guess the Nashville style or whatever they call it. So I've I mean done a couple of those. It's um uh, uh in most of those sessions I I still get uh, I think it's really beneficial to work with other artists and and hear how you guys can all write a story together because there's so many pieces that you can think make sense in your head. But others be like, no, that doesn't make any sense. Like, let's maybe let's switch this word out with this one. So I think it's really important to get lots of different artists' opinions on um, on work. And so I recognize that my my writing, I would I would like to evolve that more. Um, but yeah, naturally, when I listen to music, I definitely listen to lyrics last. So when I write lyrics, I usually write a melody first, and then I try to fill in the melody with the lyrics of just, again, what I feel like needs to get off my chest at that moment. Interesting. So one particular thing that I loved in what you said there is you're talking about like the stuff that you're writing about, like it's like, would you say in your collection, do you, do you have like a quote happy song? Uh, mm, I tried to write a song, uh, yeah, actually, I, I've got a couple, yeah, now that I think about it, just recently, though, very recently, I've only started to write a little bit more, um, one song, that Backyard Paradise song, it's about snowboarding, and it's about, like, feeling good and riding the vibe, uh, and then Soul City is like kind of about skateboarding and yeah, just doing what you love and also riding the vibe. So I guess those two are pretty happy. <laughs> so the, the neat thing about what you said is just like saying like, oh, I've got these things that are just coming out. And like, these are the things that readily come out that are either could be frustrations, could be whatever, just that needs their emotions or, or difficult stuff to go through. But after that, you're just saying that you can look back at it and then like, oh, I'm happy with that you know, like with, with the results. So like, there's interesting cycle of it, of where you feel, you know, whether or not something kind of is happiness and content or is, is, does it generate a feeling of relief and joy or, or just at ease, you know, in release of that. 
So I think that that's fascinating because there's often a, I don't say an apology for for sat, like it's just darker or or just more difficult stuff sometimes. Like how many times have you been in a show where someone's been up on stage and they're like, all right, everybody, I'm I'm sorry, I'm about to play like a sad song or like an intense song or like something. So, and I was just like, well, why apologize? Why, why, there's no needed to apology, you know, but there's an, maybe sometimes a compulsion that we feel we have to do that, that people don't want to hear it. Or maybe that's what we're kind of safeguarding against the best that we can. That just like be ready, but but it's interesting to look at it in terms of they're all equivalent. You know, uh, they're all on the same playing field of like they're all rele- relevant emotions that everyone's got a piece of that conversation to show up with, and whatever that is for you at any given time is cool. <laughs> so it's I think it's it's cool to have the pressure off and like whatever will come out will come out. And like you said, you're like, you know what? I actually do have some of these other ones popping out as of recently. And that's kind of, it sounds like it's a neat surprise. And like those videos, I saw the the skateboard park one. That's pretty cool. That's a really neat video the way it's shot. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I just like grew up. I actually don't skateboard personally, but I grew up with like hanging around in a lot of skate parks and with all my buddies skateboarded and stuff. And it just reminded me of like kind of being a kid and just sort of being like kind of carefree. And just like I say this one line, you know, um, dirty nails with the ripped up band shoes and, you know, sipping noodles and beer. So it's just like, (laughs) uh, you know, just kind of being a kid. And I just wanted to uh, film, um, it's actually funny how that came together. I had put like a call out for people to show up at the skate park that day and we rolled up that morning and nobody had confirmed. And I seen these uh, three guys that were all wearing black pants, all with their shirts off and they're all like sending it huge out of the bowls. I was like, oh, these guys must be here for the video. So I talked to them and they're like, no, they didn't even know each other. They didn't know about the video. And so... I was like, well, great. Do you guys want to be in a music video? <laughs> they ended up each, you know, giving a, uh, yeah, it was, and then they, they just crushed it. It was, it all came together. <laughs> well, that's a good example too, of just kind of showing up with a cool intention of like, here's, here's this tune about this and feeling that way. And just what a neat connecting point, you know, and just like for them to be able to be like, yeah, what a cool moment in the day to just be a part of something like that and to, to be showcased and, and, and collaborate with you that way. Yeah, it was super fun. Hmm. That's awesome. So I'm I'm curious in terms of like, I'd just love to hear a little bit about the situation that you have at Frequency and, and being a producer. So just, just so people are understand like how cool that situation is, like just to <laughs> let, I'll let you describe what it is. Yeah, so Frequency is a recording studio and a winery. And it was built based off the principle that when you have um, harmonic frequencies, kind of sound waves intersecting with each other, uh, creating phase cancellation near the wine barrels, the wine sediment, the grape skins and seeds and stems would gather in these little pockets of phase cancellation where no vibration was happening. So it's similar as to when you see a clad knee plate um, where there's sand on top of a metal plate that sits on top of the speaker. So the vibrations of the tone um, will give a visual representation of what that sound frequency looks like with the sand. And it creates these patterns, like again, through the phase cancellation. And when you have a harmonic frequency, it creates these really beautiful shapes and patterns. And 
the owner, he was a, a drummer and a studio owner and engineer, and he'd be drumming near these wine barrels and the wine barrels closest to the drum kit were settling quicker. And so he was just curious as to how that happens. And so that's basically what frequency is um, and how that came to be. And I started there. I actually came across frequency as an artist myself wanting to record there. So that's what I did about maybe almost six years ago. And then uh, about four or five years ago, I moved to Kelowna and I loved it there. So I got a job there and then I waited patiently until the studio seat was available and uh, hopped in there. And then I ended up gaining a three month one-on-one mentorship from the owner who had actually taught engineering at Cato. So I was really fortunate to learn kind of engineering through that way although I'd been pursuing it for a couple of years before, just mostly through YouTube lessons and asking friends lots of questions um, and lots of patience. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I, I managed to, to kind of secure a spot in there. And um, yeah, I've just been trying to do what I can to, to keep it going and keep artists coming through there. And it's a really unique space. It's, it's mostly set up for, you know, live off the floor recordings. Um, definitely a bit of a vibe for that, bit of a vibe for live videos as well. Um, but it's just a lot of fun in there. It's really shown me just how many talented musicians are in the Okanagan because there's not uh, well, I guess the longer I'm here, the more I see there are venues that support live music. But when you're f- new here and you first move here, um, it was really hard to meet other musicians. So when I started at Frequency, you know, there's over 400 artists um, that have been recording there and lots of local artists. So almost all local artists of the Okanagan or Kelowna have recorded there. It's kind of like this rite of passage <laughs> to or something. But there's just so many talented people here. It's 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 so cool. Yeah. And just the the atmosphere of it all is great because like coming in right in the center, there's this the control booth and and like the mixing board and everything. And then on the sides, there's like a drum kit in one other room and piano in another room. And like when we my wife and I came in there and just trying some of the wine, they're like, play the drums, like go for it. (laughs) I love just the kind of the recess quality of it that it's like you're saying about being a kid and the play side of it is very much the spirit that we felt being in there and just the excitement about it and just seeing the wine all on the walls so that they can absorb all of the stuff going on all the time is, is stunning. And like the lighting that goes on in there is great. And yeah, it's like, I was checking out one of your videos, um, which is a good example for many things of just like the scene of it, that your, your song Swamplands. This is a wicked song. Uh, but I, like, I love that you're talking about fusion of stuff of like bringing the harmonica into that. And that bluesy side was just, amazing but yeah that that's a really good one to see for anyone who's like wanting to check it out what it looks like in there and just like what what you're doing but i also know like through frequency and their website and whatnot there's like all these videos of of artists that come in and and have recorded there and just like you're saying these live off the floors which are just such a great thing it's such such a great resource for artists to have it's kind of the best thing really like in the days of like performing and trying to apply for stuff everyone wants to see what you do live you know, like there's lots you can do to your sound in the studio and whatnot when you're not on stage in the real moment. But like that's like the the kind of the golden thing of, of sharing what you do. So I think that's great that you offer that because it's just such a valuable resource. 
Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. We're definitely in the world of videos and whatnot. So it makes, makes sense as an artist to have that promotional um, piece to market yourself. Yeah. So I'm curious of like coming back to, uh, hello. (laughs) Sorry, wife. Uh, Coming back to that question of, of like writing, you know, the the idea of, of really writing authentically and, and, maybe just really for a certain situation, not to, not to try to be too general, like how do you find working with artists and like helping them in that process and your role as a producer? I love, I love working with artists. I love working. um, And really, so first off, like a producer is not just a producer. A producer is like a therapist and a psychiatrist and a friend. (laughs) so uh, yeah it's all all the hats there um I get really excited when we get to bring an idea to life and that you know when we can I think it's just so important to kind of create this open and safe environment and how you tailor the room and how you communicate and it all plays a role into how that final product is going to turn out um I, I, I love working with other artists and trying to make that dream kind of, yeah, come to fruition. Uh, I've also noticed, though, that it's important when you are an artist, as being an artist, going into studios as well. Um, I try to do that as often as I can and be, um, you know, get mentored by other producers. Uh, it's important to have a clear vision of what you want and where you're going because it's so easy to have this idea of somebody else kind of doing everything for you. And then you have expectations of something and, you know, each producer has its own flavor or whatever. And the, you know, further it goes along, artists change their mind and you want things done differently. And it's just really good to have a clear um, vision of where you want to go and how you want things to sound, which is really tough for a lot of artists. I find not all, but sometimes, you know, the project will develop the further you go. But yeah, for the most part, I really, really love that aspect of working with artists and being a producer is getting to know them, really breaking down the walls and trying to really figure out what they're saying and why they want to say it. So what have, what have you found, say, for example, say this first as a producer, like working with artists, like when you meet with somebody is it usually the same day they're coming in to record or like, do you kind of just say like, Hey, like have a meet, meet and greet kind of thing. And like, tell me about stuff. Maybe, maybe here's some things to work on and we'll, we'll catch up with this as this kind of settles. Yeah. So it depends on, uh, the project depends on the individual and it depends on the length of the project. If I'm going to be doing, if I'm going to be producing a few songs for somebody, um, you know, three songs, an album, uh, and I'm doing all of the pieces, like I'm, you know, I'm doing the drums and the guitar and the bass and I'm arranging and I'm recording and I'm mixing, then that definitely requires some pre-production meetings. Um, Definitely a list of, you know, reference tracks and really getting to know the person and really getting to know what they're trying to say and why. Um, But if it's uh, kind of just a relatively new artist who recording and and they just want to record their guitar and their song and their vocals, then we'll often just meet that day and record it right then and there in the session. 
Cool. So what would you say has been on the flip side of it for yourself, like being an artist going in to to record something where a producer you've worked with has really made you feel comfortable or like a you had that gave you something that like an action they did that gave you a lot of trust that that was gonna be be a great situation or that that how do I say this better I guess an example of a situation where you came into and just felt like you could really do your thing like and just really be you yeah uh to be honest I actually haven't had too many of those experiences yet um because I'm often playing the producer role. Although I have had, uh, I did get a chance to speak to um, Howard Redekop recently, who just produced Mother Mother's album, new album. And uh, there was a few things that he said uh, I, that really stuck with me and will probably stick with me the rest of my life. And it really resonated with me. And if I were to be in the studio with him, these would be the things that would make me feel like I could really open up and let down all my walls. Um, he really just focused on the fact that it's important to be a good person and it's important to not have any expectations. And it's important to always hear the artist's ideas and always give things a chance and um, to always be working at something and to never feel, especially as an artist, that you will arrive at a certain destination and that it's a, a continuous journey. It's a, it's a never ending thing. Um, and I think just him saying that and him saying that, you know, there's lots of us that can offer the same things. There's million artists, there's million producers um, but really, at the end of the day, we're all people and we're all human beings. And it's the relationships that really end up sparking something special uh, so that it's really, again, important to be, you know, authentic and really lean into your 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 uniqueness and your individuality and then, you know, find individuals that kind of complement that. And, yeah, that just really kind of stuck with me. I, I was like, that's, uh, you know, the best approach that I could ever hear and um, that I resonate with and definitely resonate more with than anything else I've I've worked with or um, you know uh, definitely don't yeah anyways that's kind of it's kind of a little ramble but <laughs> oh that's just a great there's so many great messages in there that really like you're saying put put the relationship and the the value of just being a good person being there and you know try giving I think that uh, one thing I love out of that you said the most too is is try everything you know you don't know you don't know until you try and and it's amazing it there's something special about I think just that of like trying all of the ideas that are there because at the end of the day when you really are kind of putting the stamp of this is done and I want to share this you know that you've tried at least everything you can imagine to that point of what you know in that moment in time. And that feels good. That feels like a different level of mojo that comes through you when you know, like, I have tested this. I have done these other things. This is like the best way this is going to come out right now. So there's a commitment difference, I think, when it's being performed or it's being recorded or shared in any way that changes when you when you know you've done that. And as an artist being encouraged to try these things that sometimes may be out your bubble that may surprise you may not. It's just good to have that joint 
discussion and uh, work with that that's collaborative. I think that's such a good message to be reinforced and to hear. So thanks for sharing that. Yeah, of course. Like, I just thought it was so cool. Like, if you listen to that new Mother Mother album that he produced, um, you know, like the last song is like an eight minute song. And the last three minutes of it are just like cowbells and people yelling in the streets and it's crazy and you know there's songs that just start out with a few you know the the singer just laughing in the mic you know as she takes a deep breath and then starts singing like really different unique things that normally people be like oh you know you're gonna you know you can't do an eight minute song on an album you can't have three minutes of cowbell shouting no it's got to be under under four minutes got to be this formula and this because this is what works it's like you know who cares right like just try something different and I just I think it's so refreshing because um there's just a lot of music that's uh it's recycled in some way and which is fantastic it's great but it's nice to hear something different and new as well yeah would you say like when you hear something like that what does that make you want to do as an artist or like what is, is that <laughs> I encourage you to want to like be more experimental that way or just to laugh or just yeah it definitely encourages me to be more experimental I think the second we stop learning is that's when we die you know what I mean the second we stop learning and trying new things that's when we die you know too many of us are just dying of boredom and dying of routine and doing the same thing so yeah that's like definitely my jam is trying trying lots of different things and uh you know, yeah, just getting getting weird with it, getting experimental and seeing what happens. I love that. That's so great. I think that's a, an awesome, an awesome place to highlight. And like, that's a great summary of it all. <laughs> I love that so much. So that's just a final thing where, where can people find you and, and what are you up to in the near future here? Yeah, people can find me on my social media, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, um, YouTube, Spotify. It's pretty much Jody B or Jody B Music on all platforms. J O D I E and the letter B, Jody B Music. Um, but yeah, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud, all that stuff. And uh, I this past year, I actually won uh, the Creative Development Grant from Creative BC. It's the first time I've won that grant and they helped fund a music video and some studio time in Vancouver, learning under a mentorship and uh, a little bit of marketing costs, which is phenomenal. So I'll be, I'm just kind of wrapping that up now. So hoping to have it sort of launched and released in uh, the fall, hopefully. But um, it'll be, yeah, three songs, kind of an EP, and a lot of those messages on the songs are all about, um, you know, all being human and that we all come from the same cells and we're all on the same planet and that it's ridiculous that we're fighting. But of course, that's just what it is because it's been like that for centuries. But I just wish so bad that people could, um, we all just seen each other for our, our energies and our spirits and that we just understand that we're all in it together. Um, so might as well just get along in numbers and, uh, you know, raise that collective consciousness. That's kind of where those uh, three songs are. Are, are headed well thank you so much for for taking the time to be here and and for being like i said the first the first official guest on this podcast this has just been uh, a dream thing i've had for a while to to bring in artists like yourself that are just doing really amazing things in the world and 
and the stories behind them particularly i think are just is what really important to hear that oftentimes we don't get to hear you know that that's something that uh usually is under the under the wrap so appreciate you being honest and and your your vulnerability sharing all this so thank you thank you right on so that was jody b and what a great conversation and a lot of gold that she shared there that i think would be great for us to take forward so for any of the songwriters particularly listening if there's something that you can try that's maybe a little bit different a little unusual out of your norm for what how you normally write or something that you try uh do it this week and i'd love to hear about it so you can either drop a line on uh instagram at write songs you love or in the soon near future here, if you check out on Facebook, I'm going to have a group available there for people who are listening here. If you want to try some of these, I'm going to start giving a lot more things like this to test out. You know, maybe it's a, a song even about trying new things. And if you want to enter that group, you're more than welcome to. You can post some songs or your, what you're doing there uh, with regards to some of these challenges. And I think that could just be another another creative space that if you're looking for a way to stir things up, then that's a place that you can go. So check out right, the Right Songs You Love group uh, on Facebook if you want to. And there's always the newsletter through rightsongsyoulove.com where you can sign up for, for that and find out through the, like the podcast when that's coming up every week, but also some other tips and other exercises that you can participate with and stay active. And that's what this is all about, staying active in ways that are meaningful and purposeful. So thanks so much for hanging out here again. And big cheers to Jody again for being the first person on. And we'll catch you again next time.